fly of their nation, fly of their nation, fly of their nation. It's not just for you, you selfish. It's for everyone around you. Welcome back to another episode of the Be Selfish Podcast. <laughs> I'm your girl, Sherelle. I'm Lily. I'm excited. Like, we're really doing this. This we is ap- are. actually happening. This is number two. It's number two. I'm in shock. I'm still in shock, though. Why are you in shock? What? People think we're racist. Yeah, y'all was bugging. Y'all was bugging on the last episode. On the heavy. Y'all was, y'all y'all was bugging, bugging in the heavy. comment section, but we got something special for y'all coming, okay? In Definitely. The we're going <laughs> to talk it out because we ain't racist over here. Yeah, it's. I mean, it was our first episode, so it's kind of like, for me, in my mind, mm-hmm. I knew what I was trying to say, but I understand y'all don't really know me, so. And we, y'all so sensitive. Don't be sensitive. This Super ain't sensitive. That. But they don't really know us, so we might as well True. just kind of like tell True. them a little bit about us and who we are. So let's get into it. You first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I mean, I'm Sherelle, obviously, and born and raised in the county of Day 305. If you know anything about Miami. Born and raised. In the county of Day. Okay, <laughs> shout out to all my zoes. You know, I'm Haitian. Yeah, so. You were, you were oh wait, no. I was going to say, were you born in Haiti? But no, nah, I was never born in Haiti. And listen, y'all don't kill me. I've never been to Haiti yet. And I haven't been to Haiti yet. She's traveled all over the world. I know. I have traveled a lot. But I've not. traveled a lot, but I haven't been to Haiti yet. And don't attack me. Listen, if if people start like trying to attack us, we're literally saying, here we grow. So mm-hmm. book me a flight. Take me to Haiti with you. If you know how to speak Creole, French is better too. I thought you were going to say something else. What? About it. I'm kidding. I'm not, I mean, I'm not about it, but I'm a just lover, don't not get, a fighter. Just don't get disrespectful because you don't want us to get disrespectful right back. That's not like I thing. said, we got something coming in the comment section. For okay. Sure. We got something special for y'all. And we're willing to talk. But let me tell you. Okay. So, yeah, I, I'm born and raised in the county of Dade and um, I have a lot of siblings. <laughs> Um, which and, we which which we we learn about the story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which y'all it. y'all know about on the last episode. And um, I'm an auntie. I am the hostess with the mostest. Like mm-hmm. I'm your girl. If you want to like have a party, if you want to catch a vibe, uh, I've been in hospitality for I don't know how many years. I officially retired from bartending. So don't ask me to make your drinks <laughs> when you see me outside. Okay. That's actually how we met. We met in the in the customer service yeah, world like, wearing some very known shorts. Oh, you know the shorts. The, the shorts, shorts. The orange shorts the hustle. Orange shorts. <laughs> yeah, so we did. We met each other at Hooters, what, six years ago now? S- yeah, six or seven. It feels like a forever ago, really. Six or seven. That's when we met. Yeah. We met. Um, I Well, no, you were with Hooters since coconut grove time dang throwback so i started at hooters in coconut grove i I mean i don't even know that it was like many years ago Mm -hmm. but i started in coconut grove and then that's wild in itself because they didn't hire me the first like (laughs) three times that i applied and finally they hired me same yeah like (laughs) you know the moment that they're like oh can you try on the uniform it's like Oh, we got it. We I in got there. This, we right? in there. I got this shit. 
So it started off at Hooters and then, um, well, Hooters Coconut Grove. Then I kind of bounced around. Mm -hmm. I was in uh, Atlanta for a little while. I I moved there with a boyfriend at the time. Mm. Get into that. Mm. And then uh, we met each other at Bayside Hooters, where the the money reside. Where the money reside. (laughs) I was Bayside was. Was, was lit. That was um kind of like my first job. Your first job? That was kind of like Literally? my Literally? Sort of, kind of. My very, very first job was probably um sales associate at Guess. Oh, I so didn't you like was in it. retail. Yeah, I was in retail. Did not like it. That's nope. one job I said that I couldn't do. Like, no. Nope. Only because... You know how we like try on clothes and shit and then we just throw it down mm-hmm. and then I got to refold it. Mm-hmm. I don't even like folding my clothes. You're out giving me nightmares right now. Ooh, I'm sorry. Don't please. Because and then I was working when it was like the seasonal stuff. So like Black Friday Ooh. and all that stuff. Yeah. No, no. How long did you do that? <clears throat> seasonal. <Ooh. laughs> like Literally. A, the three months. So you three. went you went from guess mm-hmm. to now Hooters which Hooters. Bayside was the first one right and I had stayed there for a long time yeah it was a long time waitressing job first time I wasn't a big talker Hooters made me talk mm-hmm. and just talked to a lot of different people you had no choice you, exactly and you to wanted take to make pictures. some money you need to talk yeah and you had to take pictures <laughs> mm-hmm but that's wild because that's where you actually learn how to. I don't want to wanna do, say you learn how to do makeup there, but that's when we all were like, and you I, know how to do makeup. And I still did not see it as something like that I loved yet. Nope. It was just somewhere where I had to learn how to do new things to my face. And, you know, like you get to you, you're forced to learn how to do your own lashes, yeah, learn yeah, yeah. how to make this and do that. So definitely was a fun experience and then girls would usually see me or see how I would do my makeup be like oh my god Lily can you do my face and I'm like uh uh, I don't think I can but let me see your foundation let me see and try to kind of do what I would do on my face to them it wouldn't work nah but it wouldn't work for what you didn't think worked worked for like I guess until I got more into it than than yeah Definitely, but it it would not work the same way. They loved it, but in my head, I was like, "But look at you now! You're literally Lily Legend." Y'all gotta call her Lily Legend when you see her in the streets. No, y'all don't. Y'all have to call her Lily Legend. Don't do that. She (laughs) don't do that. She does the damn thing. Okay, I do a little something, something. She do more. She's being real humble. Like, you know, she's real stay. humble. But I'ma shout her out. She's literally worked with the who's of who's. Okay. Oh, so Yeah, come on, Lily. Don't play. I like staying humble. I don't I don't like um, my Cuban mommy. <laughs> my Cuban mommy. I don't like um stating certain things that I've done, but I guess in this world you got you gotta like show off a bit, I guess. I mean, I still it's don't just, feel like I'm from here, so it's like it's a little light flex. Wait, but were you born here? No, well, no, my parents were born in Cuba. I was born here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I was raised in a completely Cuban household. My parents still to this day do not speak English, and they've been here since the '80s. Were so you like in the 80s. county of Dade? 
in the county of Dade. I know that's right. All over the place in the county of Dade. So I went from Liberty City to Little Havana to Overtown to Corey Gables to Brownsville, everywhere. Yeah. We always kept moving when I was little, so. Me too. Mm-hmm. That's wild. That was annoying. It I was, was like, I think we moved like, because basically my pops raised like me, right? So mm-hmm. me and my brothers. My mom was there, but she was like in the house. So yeah. we basically, wherever my pops went, we went. Yeah. And uh, that was a wild experience in itself. But hey, it's life. It know? seemed cool. I, I got used to not having close, like, Friends of mine didn't last long because mm. of that, because I always had to move. So every time I would see like movies or I would see shows and best friends growing together. And I'm like. It's kind of even happened? rare nowadays to have like friends for like your childhood friend, childhood friends for mm-hmm. years and years. I probably have one homegirl who, you know, I've known her since high school that, you know, me and her still rock with each other but it's it's rare Mm -hmm. and then accepts you for you like good bad ugly talk you through like good relationships toxic relationships Mm -hmm. like the whole nine Mm -hmm. so that that in itself is a blessing people end up falling sometimes though what do you mean grow like while you grow while you because i have friends from high school that yeah i could like count on two fingers mm-hmm. <laughs> how many friends I have from like high school and then I have friends from college and it's like all different times of your life kind of yeah like how you said like on the on the first like you know you experience people people are experiences mm-hmm. so it's like definitely one of those situations where you kind of grow you see people that you know you guys were there for my clubbing phase you guys were there for my motherhood phase yeah now you guys are here for my entrepreneur phase you know when we talk about like friendships um, this is this is interesting for me to admit out loud but I wasn't always like the the best kind of friend to have Mm, why like I know that we talk about being selfish in a very positive way Mm -hmm. in a sense of like you have to be selfish in order to get to where you want to go in life without Mm -hmm. having to shit on other people Mm. or without having to sacrifice your boundaries to appease somebody else but you know the times where you just have to like put friendships on pause but they might really need you. You know what I mean? Um, Or I don't know, like I've had situations, me being sick and a friend shows up for me when I'm sick, but let's say, you know, she's going through something and I didn't show up, Mm. you know, and I didn't really have the tools to be that kind of friend. And I think it's because how I grew up, like, not really having my mom mm. super present. So it was kind of like if my mom wasn't really there for me, I don't really know how to be this for you, mm-hmm. you know? So I wasn't always the best kind of friend to have. Like I have to take yeah. accountability for that. That's probably where I'm at then. <laughs> yeah. And and I feel like I'm I'm doing that because I always would be the friend to be always there. Mm. and i would notice that when tables would turn but my i I don't try to do the things 
in return. I don't want, I'm not doing this. Well, I'm going to do yeah, this for yeah, you yeah, because for sure. when I need it, no. Right. But it just so happens it'll be the smallest things. You know, I always thought about the other person first. Yeah. So I had to switch that. And what's happening now since I've been switching, a lot of the, it's, it's getting lonely. Yeah. As far as, as far as friends, as far as sisterhood, as far as, you know, people you thought are supposed to be there and they support you and you know no matter the good or the bad mm-hmm. no nah, yeah. it's getting because i'm not i'm not at their reach i'm not giving them certain access to me i'm actually praying for good sisterhood like yeah. great sisterhood like that community because it mm-hmm. is hard like teach me teach yeah. me how to be a better friend teach me yeah. how to and i and i get it a lot of people don't want to have to be the teacher they just mm-hmm. want to be you know like just be there but Someone like me, I need that. I yeah, need... we just want to grow. Yeah. That's it. We just want to grow. And that's what I felt when I would see you. Like, after we were working, we, you know, had our separate lives. I got into a toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. And I looked like I was, like, off the face of the earth for a second. Oh, you um, <laughs> Yeah. I had to find myself. Yeah. As you could say. And then now which we're going to get into that. But now seeing, you know, each time we, when we first met each other, we were on this, we were trying to find ourselves. Time passes. Now we're here. And I was like, Sherelle, you know what? We need to do something. Cause we keep ending up in the same yeah. room. I was shocked when you called me on. Yeah. This. I was really, really shocked because number one, I was at home sitting in my living mm-hmm. room and I literally just finished crying like God like just give me <laughs> access give me you know I I want to be and live in my purpose I mm-hmm. don't want to wake up tomorrow and feel like going to this nine to five is mm-hmm. like this end all be all because I knew it wasn't I, I know I'm so talented and I have all these great things about me but I was like God, please just give me access or or resources because mm-hmm. I need help. Like I know what I want to do. I know that I love hosting and podcasting and being social and doing interviews, like and listening to other people's stories. Yeah. So when you called, no lie, you called me probably like an hour after I was freaking crying. Wow. I was like, God, I didn't you know be that. <laughs> like you. I, yeah. Oh, I didn't tell you this. Nah. No. So when you called me and you were like, oh, you know, we're always kind of like in the same circles. What do you think about us doing? Be oh. Selfish Podcast. Which we didn't have the name yet. Yeah, we didn't have the name yet. But I, I was just listening at first because truth be told, I didn't want to jump in and be like, okay, bet and not feel aligned. Mm-hmm. You know, like I... You know, people say yes all the time to things. And then you realize this person is not aligned with my purpose, with my dreams, where I want to go. They're not they're not even on the same freaking road or in the same state. Yeah, that's not what I wanted. But because I've already experienced you at Hooters Mm -hmm. and and I see how like creative and upbeat you are and like so And when I say I'm going to do something and when you say you're going to do something, (laughs) you're going to do it because I was like, I. And then talking to Mr. Producer, too. I was like, yo, this is going to be a lituation right now. I This and is it. 
And one thing that was crazy that made me feel good with the decision of doing this was how fast you like were active. You're just like, all right, this and that. And like, we got to do this. And like a Cause week I later. Because I knew you wasn't bullshitting. Nah. And it, you know, because you have people who say they want to do something and then, you know, they don't do it. Mm-hmm. I've even been that person before, like not feeling motivated, but I already said my prayer. Mm-hmm. I was already manifesting this. Mm-hmm. I was already aligned and it just, when you called, it was like, oh, shit. But then I was like, why me? Why would you choose? Well, I'll tell so you people? why. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you why. No, I really I saw that you were someone that was already doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know what? It it, it has to work. Yeah. It has to work. And I remember six years, seven years back, we would sit in, in, in my living room and we would have these we type did. of conversations. You know, and then here we are, like, literally working towards it. Even though we went through what we went through, we managed to get out of it. Yeah, because a lot's happened within that time of, like, Mm -hmm. us talking about it. And I don't even think we were necessarily talking about we wanted a podcast. I don't even Mm -mm. think that was the conversation. That wasn't even the conversation. It was honestly just our purpose of what we just wanted to help. We just wanted to help people. Do more. Just just do do more. more. To service others as well. We we both understood that we have one life. And it definitely was not to spend it at Hooters. No, it wasn't. (laughs) No, it wasn't. But it was a good stepping stone. And it taught us a lot. Mm -hmm. But even in that time of like separation, I don't even think, I think I was, I no, I think I was already back in my, I mean, obviously I was already back in Miami, but I was out of my relationship that I was so like sprung on. Like sprung, sprung girl. He had me or like a bad sprung. He, I thought it was a good sprung. I thought oh. I was, I thought it was, I thought it was a, a good situation. Are we about to get into it? Mm. they gonna be in my business they Y'all definitely to be in my business they gonna okay, be in your business. business yeah i i was in a really um which i thought was like a loving beautiful relationship but i was young you know what i mean i knew this person when i was really young and he was a little bit older like two three years older mm-hmm. and we just gonna call him what should we call him damn what should we call him Mr. Potato Head, okay? I'm going to call him Mr. Potato Head, okay? We're going to call him Mr. Potato Head. Mr. Mr. Potato Head, okay. Miss, my mom would call him a fox. That's what she, but she didn't mean it in a good way. So, mm. but I'm going to call him Mr. Potato Head, right? So, <laughs> when I tell you super sprung, loved him, but I realized I loved him so much because he put me on to so many things. Like, mm. I wasn't even old enough to get into the club yet. Uh. I smoked for the first time with him. Mm. Um, I did a lot of adult activities, okay, for the first time with him. And I just was so, like, in love with him. But I also realized that he saw my light before I saw my light. Does that make sense? What do you mean by that? So it got really toxic. After a few years, not I can't even say after a few, maybe two years, it got like really toxic where oh, so it was a long relationship. Oh, yeah. Like it was five years plus. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. He really he you know, we met when I was young. And again, like he knew my light before I knew my light, like who I was. So although I believe he loved me, he just 
controlled me in certain ways mm. that I I didn't have anyone to tell me to look out for this or look out for that. You know, I have a lot of brothers. I have a lot of uncles, but we never had that talk. I didn't mm-hmm. have the sex talk with anybody. I didn't have the, you know, if a guy is doing this to you or saying that or trying to, like, control the situation. I didn't have that. So, so. you're really, like, trapped. Uh, I was trapped, but I was so in love. So mm-hmm. it's not like so you, it was in the house, Sherelle. It wasn't that. or It, it was wasn't, a trap, but you didn't know you were trapped. Yeah. It didn't seem like a trap. Yeah, because I was trapped in love. Like, I was... Were you getting that same love back? I thought I was. I thought I was. You know, I thought it was things like my dad used to be like, oh, you know, a man is always supposed to pay all the bills kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I thought, oh, well, he paid all the bills. He always cooked. Um, He always made sure we had a roof over our head. He, you know, would you know, give me money and I would go shopping. Oh, it sounds like a a dream. Yeah, it sounds like a dream. But then he would get jealous over the smallest things. Like what? Like I remember one time, oh, you know, at Hooters, we all become a family, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're talking to the cooks, you're talking to the girls. And I remember one time I went to Coco's. If you're from Miami, you know Coco's, right? Coco's. Coco's is a strip club. You know Coco's on 119. And I remember I went out and one of the coworkers, one of the cooks calls like, yo, it was, you know, it was lit before they used the word lit. Yeah. And he was like, yo, we got to do that again. And I remember being in the nail shop where my man took me, Mr. Potato Head took me to go get my nails done, right? And he's just waiting. But then my phone was with him. So he listened to my voicemail, girl. Ooh. He listens to my voicemail. So after, you know, he pays for me to get my nails done, because he was really taking care of me, right? And I'm thinking, I got me, like... like, You can't mess this up. This is bae, like... Mm -mm. And this is before, like, oh, you got to pay this and take care of me. Like, it was just... I was young. Mm-hmm. So we're driving on the way to the house and girl, it's almost like darkness just came over him. Like he was like, what was this? I'm like, what? He plays the voiceman. I'm like, oh, that's just such and such. You know, like that's yeah. really because I'm so in love with this man that it's like I couldn't even see another and man. And mind you, the cooks at Hooters, we still homie to this day. Still like to this these day. are homies, like real life homies. Yeah, still to this day. Like, when I tell you he went while we're driving, we're in the right lane, right? Far right lane. This nigga went all curved all the way to the left lane. Like on some just so we can get to the crib. And he just like spazzed out at the house. But what did the voicemail say? It was just like, yo, last night was lit. You know, you know, oh, it was just no, that. no, it no, was no, crazy. hold on, hold but on. He felt like it was something. You got to turn that around. So you got a whole other dude. I didn't. I no, I no, but I'm just saying, saying last night was lit. Well, yeah, but at my young, naive age, I'm not thinking. I didn't even think he would think I would ever step out on him because I was so sprung on him. Like, mm. so now in hindsight, I can see like, oh, OK, you know, because if it was me, I'd be like, who this chick talking about? She had a lit last time. night, was last lit. night, you mm-hmm. know, but yeah, I was damn. I 
Yeah, you, I didn't think you, you didn't think about that way. I didn't because oh. I was so in, you know when you're so in love with a man, it's yeah, like, like I don't never. ever dare think that I would step step out on you. Yeah. Period. So what happened? Like, he just basically spazzed out. You know, he like he just was like cussing me out. He was like while driving or you while guys? driving in the house. That's a no. He he literally kicked me out of the house like that same kicked me out of the ho- girl no explanation you couldn't even explain he, yourself no. you couldn't even no he just wasn't here it's almost like darkness literally came over him and that was the beginning wow. of like the toxic bullshit i couldn't even believe it so you went back yeah my dumb ass went back oh lord here we go yeah, my dumb ass went back. I went back because, number one, I went to my uncle and I was just like, you know, he did this and he did that to me. And my uncle was like, well, what'd you do? And I'm like, what did I do? I didn't do anything. I'm, I didn't do shit. I just, and then I told him I got a voicemail. He was like, well, what'd you expect? So when my uncle gave me that, like, what did you do? And then it made me feel like maybe I did do something wrong. I went back to him. But then it got it got even uglier Mm -hmm. because now, and this is what I want to say to anybody listening. Just because a man does not slap you or I don't know, punch you or like, I guess physically bruise you does not mean that it isn't abuse. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So it got to the point where now he's manhandling me. Like, like, you know, it would say yoking you up. Like, Mm -hmm. just, He's like, oh, like just frustrated. And I'm just like crying. I'm scared. I always thought, you know, people always say, oh, hell no. This is what I would do if somebody did this to me. But when you're in it, when you're in the thick of that shit, you're shocked. You're like the man that I love that I would do anything for is manhandling me. Mm. Like this can't even be real right now. And I remember feeling like obviously scared i can't go back to my uncle because now he already was just like what did you do mm-hmm. so it kind of gave me that like guilt trip you know like okay like i have to fix this i have to fix it right and then you know of course he gives the same old i'm sorry i'm not gonna do it again mm, i've heard that before and then like spongebob a few months later like you know so it's just like it just became so overwhelming to me. Like I was willing to do anything. And that's what I mean. Like he knew my light before I knew because mm. me today at my big, big age, I would never mm-hmm. allow somebody to even raise their voice to me where it would frighten me or scare mm. me or make me feel like, Oh, cold red, like exit stage left. I wouldn't do that. But he put me through a lot of embarrassing shit. Like, a lot of embarrassing shit. Mm. So, I mean, I, I I definitely think women who are in those situations, I know it's hard to get out of, but you literally got to put yourself mm-hmm. first. Like, I can't even, it's easier said than done for sure, right? Like, the Way shit is easier said, said than done. Because when he was roping my ass up, I remember one time, I called the cops. Oh, my God. I remember one time I called the cops. And it was one of the cops who used to come to Hooters. 
Yes. Wow. It's a small world. That's crazy. It's a small world. And he looked at me and he was just like, are you good? Hell no, I ain't good. If I was good, I wouldn't have been calling you. I would have called you. you. But it's like, do you want to press charges? No. Because in my mind, I'm I'm thinking he's only manhandling, you know, like, yeah yeah like you're thinking oh there's there's no way like i need to press charges but that shit is toxic and then just to be like and mind you he wasn't doing the most every day he wasn't he was just very like he still showed up for me when i needed him he showed up showed up to any of my dance events he you know, still took care of the house. Mm-hmm. He, he still cooked. He, you know, like I thought it was beautiful until it wasn't beautiful. Mm-hmm. And now I'm at a space where I couldn't even, I could never be back there. Like, but I did that shit for like five plus five years. years. No, that's yeah. crazy. That's, that's probably where the hell we were at then because same kind of thing with me. And that's before I met you though. Like, Oh, that was this before. was this is before I met you, and because he was the one that put me onto Hooters. Oh, okay. He's the one that told me to go apply. So, I I definitely um, girl, I have story for days. Story. I remember one time, <laughs> yo, he called me like beefing with me, beefing with me over like nothing, and he was like, "I got your shit packed up." And it's at the door, mind you. It's raining. I remember it raining. He said it was like, he said my stuff was outside the house. It was raining. I just walked into Hooters Coconut Grove. And I immediately start crying. And I was telling my manager, I was like, I need to go. My boyfriend, he says he got, he kicked, you know, he's putting everything outside. And he's like, you girls always are going something going through things with your boyfriends and i'm like i gotta go i know it's one of those days i gotta go and i left none of my stuff was outside oh no Mm -hmm. it was and i'm like you just made me miss out on money because now i'm thinking about my escape plan to get out of this situation with him attention he wanted attention at that moment that's what he wanted have you ever been through that have i i mean (laughs) Cause I know I have. have I yeah. Uh, so I I I this today's episode seriously I if we're sharing our stories because in case anyone is going through something we're yeah. both two females that made it out. Bendy so facts. let today be more of a just it's just us we're just talking our experiences yeah and definitely. The good thing, I would say, the silver lining in your story, y'all don't have kids. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, God. On my end. God be knowing, because I couldn't do it. My sad person, we, we, I got to keep seeing this person. Oh, man. We have two beautiful, beautiful, beautiful children. They're gorgeous. Amazing. Mm -hmm. But... That one of that was honestly one of my big reasons as to why I had to had to find a way out, you know, Mm -hmm. and I and I kind of have a history of bad relationships. 
And what I was noticing was that mm. no, yeah, I do have a bad history of of relation of of toxic relationships. What I was noticing is that I was empty. So I kept attracting empty people mm. because I, you know, either someone had a voice, someone had a uh, had mommy issues, someone had daddy issues or, you know, or they were just, you know, I wanted to fix them. I wanted to help. I wanted to feel we important. Always wanna, we always want to fix some shit. Yeah. I wanted to fix them. Barbara like, the Builder. No, I could help you, you know, and that's what I felt. I felt that, that was love being able to do something for someone and, and then be thankful. I thought that was love. Mm. You know, I wasn't getting it from home, you know, so it, I had to feel some kind of validation from someone. So the moment that I would do something wrong, oh, it was like the end of the world for me. Mm. I I was like, no. So it made me be an easy victim to a toxic relationship because it it was just, <laughs> it would happen. I had my very first... Um, I would say my very first toxic relationship. It ended toxic. It so ended toxic. It ended. I want to say toxic just so I don't say abusive, because it was it was a physical abuse thing. I it was a toxic relationship. I didn't know that. It was a toxic. I have a tattoo down my back because of this relationship. Um, what you mean? Yeah. Okay. So I have a tattoo on my spine. And basically that too says love, strength, and happiness, right? And then it also says wounded, but not destroyed. Fendi facts, period. So that's what I have tied on my back. And the reason why it's on my back is because I, like I said, I was with someone. This is not the father of my kids. This is before. But I'm giving you a backstory okay. so you guys could know that you're going to end up going to the same thing. Mm-hmm. All right? So... Um, with this relationship, it was a person. He was my first. We were each, we were each other's first soul ties. No, no, <laughs> no. I maybe I felt that way because I was like, oh my god, this is the first person I have sex with. So I have to be with this person for the rest of my life. My mom is gonna disown me if I don't. So it was like I was what probably like seventeen. Yeah, seventeen. That's about the age where we yeah, begin. Yeah, you in. know when you try experimenting to see what's what. <laughs> So I really felt like I was with this person, like connected, like we're supposed to, you know, fight the world together. Um, it just wasn't working. It just, mind you, we were both young. Mm. He had a different type of outlook on life. I had a different, I was more structured as far as like my parents were strict. So mm-hmm. I was like, after this, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to do this, this and that. Mm-hmm. I did not do any of those things, but that's how I felt it was supposed to be. Um, Started noticing that I was being, I felt like an option. To him. To him. Yeah. And, and, and he was kind of like popular in the school and I was just having, you know, I was just seeing that it wasn't I wasn't happy. I kept hearing things and that he was sleeping with another girl. And I'm like, wait a minute. You're my first. That's what I'm saying. Them soul tie. You already connected what to you him. Mean? You doing this with someone else? Oh like, my God. And it was this whole lying thing. And it wasn't. And then it was just this high school crap, you know, mm. like someone rumor over here, who rumor over there. And I had, I was done with it. I was done with, with, with feeling like tied to this person. Mm-hmm. I wanted to leave. But I how did you to... leave that situation? 
because you were young, you're in high school. So, I mean, we know young girls who like are yeah. going through. So like, what did you do in that situation? That situation, I thought I had it handled. I thought, you know, I was like, I sent them a, a text because it was already on and off. You was trying to break up with him through text. That's yes. right. Get savage. <laughs> I, I like it. I like your style. Um, because I, I just didn't like how it was going. I didn't <laughs> like that I was option number two. Like, Great. no, and mind you, I was the one that would help him with his homework. I would oh. help him with everything. Like, his his parents were super happy to have, like, you know, like, oh, my God, since my son's been with you. So I'm over here, like, so you. You think of you upgrading him and making him yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah. Did I tend to do that a and lot? And he was outside. Honestly. It was Brenda and Keisha, Latina, <laughs> Alicia. Like, bruh. He's having the nerves. Making the me gall. look stupid. That's what, that's what he was doing. He was making me look stupid. Yeah. And I was done with it. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, nah, I need to focus on other stuff. I can't be doing that. So um, we were already like on and off, you know, already. So, And this is high school. This is high school. This is high school. This is high school. Damn. This is high school. And I'm I text him and I'm just like when you know in high school texting was actually really important. You could you'd be sending like messages and <laughs> and and the whole essays and stuff, you know, because you can't talk on the phone that long and Girl. blah blah blah. So I'm sending him these the message of just like I'm I'm done. I don't I'm, I'm not doing this no more. And then he was like, let's talk in person. It'd be the let's talk in person. <laughs> I'm like, no. I don't want to talk in person. Uh-huh. I'm done. Like, let this, that's it. I'm yeah. done. I'm going to go to your house. Oh. No, I'm not there. I was there. I definitely was there. But I'm like, why? I don't want to see you no more. We're done. This is it. Like, mm-hmm. please leave me alone if you see me in the school. Like, I, I don't, that's it. I don't, I don't want this anymore. Right. And it, it was like, I'm, I'm going to be outside. And I'm like, don't. That's when they get real serious. Like they want to. And my, I was sweating. Cause I don't know why. I don't know why I was feeling that way and not like, okay, whatever. But I'm just like, no, don't try to think that you're going to come over here. You're going to like give me a hug and, and no, please do not come mm-hmm. here. I'm not home. I'm out. Mm-hmm. And it kind of looked like I was out because my mom's car wasn't there. So it was, I was there with, it was just me and my, and my little cousin. And, um, he 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 was outside. He was outside. So he pulled up he to pulled your up. house. Yeah, he pulled up. That's to a my big house. no no. That's a big red flag for me. He like, pulled up to my house, and I still to this day did not think anything of it. I didn't think anything of it. I told my see. cousin, "Go answer the door to tell him like I'm not there. Uh-huh. Like I, you know, I'm out." I guess he knew I was in there. And his voice started sounding like he was in the house, mm. right? So and she didn't let him in. No, but his voice just sounded like that. So I was like, wait a minute. You're not going to walk into the house like that. So I right. just popped up and I was like, bro, like, stop. This is not happening. He was like, come outside. I want to talk to you. I was like, I don't want to talk. Did that go on for like a while before it was just done? Because you said you had like a series of. that. That was my first time that I got into a physical altercation with a man and this boy was hitting me it was on one of those like if i can't have you nobody will type thing oh my like he gosh. blacked out on me he blacked out 
And I couldn't understand where that anger was coming from because I never I wasn't the one sleeping around. It be coming from the pits of their soul in demon time land. So the reason why the tattoo is on my back is because he body slammed me three times on the concrete. Picked me up, choke, body slammed me three times on the concrete. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. And I would get up every single time. What? Yeah. To go keep fighting. Seriously. In high school. In high school. This is at night outside my house. And your mom wasn't there. My mom was your not there. Your dad wasn't there. No, my dad did not. Your live brothers with us. weren't there. Nope. So what happens when you get when they get home and they see you like so that situation? All I remember really, I blacked out because I guess at one of those hits, I just didn't get up. I just didn't get up. I did notice at one point my my cousin tried to like hit him and she and he punched her and he knocked out. She knocked out and. There were neighbors that came out that know him and they knew of us, uh-huh. you know, and they're like, yo, what the hell's going on? And he was telling them to hold me so he could keep hitting me. And then they're like, what? what the-? Yeah. It was bad. It was really bad until someone was like helping me. I don't remember much. All everything went a daze because I, I most likely just knocked out really? because I couldn't. No. Yeah. So. What I want to know, what does your mom or dad say to you when this is happening? Because, you know, if it's up to us and we're in like these crazy situations, like, I don't know if y'all ready for what happened after that. So I wake up in the hospital. I wake up in the hospital. And um, I guess they wanted to like make sure that everything was okay, Right. You know, because they don't know. So I see my dad. I don't see my mom. I see my dad, though. And um, it was just quiet. It was silence in the room. I guess you could tell my lip was busted. Mm. Like, I had a couple of bruises on my face, but it was mostly, like, most of the trauma was to my back, right? And um, we just wanted to check everything out. I When I get home, um, which was, I think, I think it was an overnight thing. Like, I, I had to stay... Because it happened at night, so it was morning time that I was able to go. But it all felt like it was just the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. And you can imagine, you know, like when you go to the gym for a long time and you're sore. Sore. So I wouldn't be able to get up from bed. I wouldn't be able to put on a shirt. None of that. I would. I called my mom because I was crying in pain. And I'm like, Mom, can you, like, help me put on a shirt? And my mom looks at me and she's like you got yourself into this you're gonna have to deal with it Mm. talk about tough love just like tears ran i'm just like she didn't know the pain that i was going through yeah but what i also didn't understand is what she was telling me was like you got yourself into this yep you're gonna like you're gonna feel it you're gonna feel it my uncle said my uncle basically said the same thing mm-hmm. when because I was living with my uncle before I m- moved in with Mr. Potato Head. Mm-hmm. And he literally said the same thing. You wanted to go and be, you know, a hothead with me and, and move out. Mm-hmm. So you got to stay out. 
And sometimes, sometimes that that it's true. You gotta you gotta feel it because you're not gonna learn until you feel it. And to be completely honest, I still didn't learn because after that situation, um, it was in school. Everyone found out. You know, rumors went out. You know what was going on. I had to change school. You're still in high. I'm school. still in high school, and it was my senior year. So I I had to switch schools, come back. Did you keep I seeing him wear... after he did that? I did. For how long? It was, it was for a, a, a while because I I I feel like I could fix people. You feel like you could fix it. That's why I I wanted to share that because. Afterwards, he apologized. Of course. You know, there was people that were not okay with the situation. People outside of the situation because they see more yeah. from the outside. People see more from the outside. Yeah. And I felt, I knew he blacked out. I knew that wasn't him that was doing that. Or at least I felt. I was so going to say, because it's absolutely them. It I absolutely thought the same thing, him. though, when I, was in, when I was in my situation. Mm-hmm. like, in- So... I I accepted the apology and he would want to see while I was while I was going to the other school um he would get on the train and then that's where we would meet on the train cuz now y'all sneaking cuz it sounds Cause, like y'all sneaking yeah the so yeah so it was like kind of like so I f- still felt bad like I said this was my first mm-hmm. you know and I uh, felt like okay this happened we were both really mad it's not gonna happen again i don't think so he seems really sorry like maybe we can fix this you know completely forgetting that i could have died that day right you know completely forgetting that that could have been really really bad and i also didn't think that it would happen again i thought he was really sorry i thought he was yeah he was really sorry and he meant it and he's never done that before and he's not gonna do it again and but something felt different because it did happen something felt different as far as like but i can't be out in the public with you like i was like why because they I would think the embarrassment and exactly the whispers and the conversation that people are gonna have yeah yeah, and it was still like a caring thing. I still, like I said, to this day, I still care for this person. To what day? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. To what day? To this day, I still care about this person. I, I, I still, as far lying. as like, I hope they find just peace. I hope, well, they yeah, because find... that's the healer in you. That's the 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 nurture in us women. Because oh, mm-hmm. well, okay, you, you're right. I I can, I know, I know you lying, but yeah, I I wish you well, and I wish you you know, mm-hmm. good fortune or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, I don't want to see you. I, I pray to God I don't want to see you. Oh, no, yeah. It was like that, too. It was very, it just felt bad. So I was just like, you know what? We can't do this. So it's just like, this is, we should just let it go when we when we were supposed to and when have gotten here. Even though apologies accepted and all that stuff, um, we just, I knew that it just wasn't going to work. Like, that was it, mm-hmm. you know, at that point. And I'm like, 17 18 and you know what it's nothing when you're in these like when we're in these bad relationships or when it turns bad i notice if you go and outsiders find out about it they will never forgive that person Mm -mm. 
like you will forgive Mm -mm. them. So it's it's wild because a lot of women won't even share their experience because they know if I go tell my aunt, my uncle, my mom, my dad, my best friend, mm-hmm. my cousin, my pastor, they're going to judge me. They're going to judge you and they're going to judge that person. And you would rather take or a bullet for ever. that person and shield that person instead of no outing Ouch. them. Ouch. Right. Ouch. That hurt. <laughs> yeah. But that's we've been there. That's why we're having a conversation. It's like I would have rathered taken this bullet, this hit for this person versus anyone saying anything negative about them. Mm-hmm. And although my experience isn't as, you know, traumatic or like to me, it felt vicious. Like what he did to you was very vicious. Oh, I, I honestly, even I would look into his eyes. I, I was you not. I nothing. didn't see him. I was like, Girl. no, this man, he is fighting me like I, had, I was against like yeah. me against an actual. He was. I know that look. I know that look. Like monster, empty, like empty, empty, monster. empty. And then it's wild because even if you're like crying, you're like, please stop. Or they don't feel anything. Mm-hmm. And the and it also makes me think now, damn, why are they so mad? They must have gone through something so traumatic in it's their life. It's not my fault. It's not your fault. That it is not your be problem. my fault. Right. That you feel this way. Like right. it must be the anger within the anger that you cannot fix. If anyone's it's the anger, it's the issues, it's the problems that you cannot Girl. fix. It is not your responsibility to fix these people. Nah, <laughs> they have to fix themselves. And we get stuck in these situations because we feel like we could help them. Right. It is our job as their woman to help them. And wow. with, what's really happening is that you're sinking yourself deeper. <laughs> you're sinking yourself deeper and deeper into the situation yeah. because you just want to help them because yeah. you love them. You love them so much that you want to better them. And when it's what's happening, it's, it's, it's just it's hurting you. You're but love getting don't hurt. do that. And I had to realize that I, I really had to be like, but love don't do this. Love mm-hmm. isn't supposed to feel like. Every day I'm tiptoeing around mm-hmm. potato head. It shouldn't on egg feel shells. like I'm, yeah, walking on eggshells. Like relationships aren't easy, but it shouldn't be this hard. You know what I mean? And and on top of it, the amount of time that I felt like I invested in that person, I felt like, nah, mm-hmm. I gotta work. And that was one of my big mistakes. Like just because we were together years don't mean that we need mm. to stay together mm-hmm. in these trenches, okay? And that goes for you having kids with the person too. Just because y'all be have kids, level of hard does not mean y'all gotta stay together yeah. for the kids. That's another thing. Oh, we're together because of kids. Yeah. yeah, but after trickling from that situation, right? Mm-hmm. I did not heal myself properly. I did not. How do you even know, though? I don't. Because when you're in high school, it's I like, felt like my life was over. We talk about nowadays so much healing and, and trauma. But in high school, I, I don't felt, even think I knew the word. I felt like, no, I'm I'm going to be I'm going to get very, very deep and I'm going to try not to cry. But I really felt like my life was over mm. because 
of that situation, right? I'm going to a whole other school. And mind this is a this is a mind of a 17-year-old, 18-year-old. Right. You know? And I'm going to another school. I gotta wear sweaters because all my up. arm is all bruised up and I don't want no one asking me no questions. Wow. It was hard to, you know, for the first couple of weeks. And what was happening was that when I would come home, my mom was like, nothing, nothing. What and do you mean? Like, like she just wouldn't talk to me. No advice, no anything, no, no sharing any past experience that maybe happened. There was no clothes, nothing. I didn't have any closure. Ooh. It was just a big question of like, I did this to myself type of situation. And I just wanted everything to be done. Wow. I wanted to be done. I, I didn't want to keep going i was like you know what it's my life is not going how i wanted to go Mm -hmm. at 18 i'm saying this because i was 18 when i said that and Mm -hmm. i decided to do something and i would try to take away my life wow and not because of him it was just because what i did to myself and i felt like i failed i felt like i made a mistake because i made a mistake I felt like I made a mistake and I and I and I failed and I did something. I took pills because and um, I once again, I woke up in the hospital. I'm trying to pass it so I don't cry, guys. So you won't make me cry because no, I, I, but I, I needed this to happen. I needed yeah. the reason why I needed this to happen was because it felt when I woke up at, and once again, it was like deja vu all over again because my dad's at my side. He did it again. No, no, my dad's at my side and uh-huh. my mom was not. Oh, when you talk, And okay. what happened was it was ignored. Like, I'm sure they found out that I'm sure they knew how many pills I took. I'm sure it was this. I sh- I'm sure they spoke to the doctors. But it was like so shushed. Like, this does mm. not happen. Like, no, my daughter would never try to do this or no no one's gonna speak of this no one's gonna and i think that happens a lot in like the black community with mental health and all that stuff like we didn't need no information of this happening because not in my household right we don't have a, a, a it's a, very hush hush it's, it's very, very like, hush in house so that also made wow. me feel like i was like still like dying inside so i'm over here thinking like why didn't i go why didn't it happen why didn't it work because you weren't meant to go you were never meant to go. Yeah. I was like, why didn't it work? Why didn't why didn't it happen? And I just felt like I was like, wow. okay. I felt like, you know what? At first I didn't like it. Now I am so grateful of that moment. Yeah. Now it's like, you know what? That wasn't I wouldn't have met my kids. Yeah. I wouldn't have oh my God, I'm about to They're cry. so beautiful. <laughs> it's okay. They're so beautiful. You were never meant to go and be the woman that you are today to even talk about it, you know, because so many women go through this. Young girls go through this to be in that space and hold that and kind feel of like their birth. life is over. And it's yeah, not it's and not it's even not. starting. It's not you haven't even developed at yet all to know, you know, that they say or studies will say your brain don't really even develop until you're 25 or so. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have all this pressure and weight on you 
when you're dealing with an abusive relationship or even if it's not abusive, it could be verbally abusive. And then your parents, you know, being old school, them thinking everything has to be in-house, hush, hush. Yeah. You know, and it's like they don't even have, I would say, the tools to navigate how to keep you going. It's hard. It was if it, it, you circle mm. your life around someone, and the moment it doesn't work, you just think life is over. Mm. So, it was definitely mind you. I still went through pain afterwards, but just to be thankful. These are happy tears, guys. This is happy tears because it didn't. I didn't succeed. Yeah. on that part, which is good. Praise God. Yeah. Because you don't even know. It's like God has such a bigger plan for you. And so it's so insane to to look back now. But until you can just like push yourself through all of that bullshit. You have to. You have to. You will never know. Like there's it's not it's not worth it. Letting your life go Mm -hmm. over somebody else who hasn't healed their situation or they're angry for whatever reason. It's never worth it. But. Thank God. Do you have to see it yourself? And I feel like I had to really, I I had to really like feel alone. Mm-hmm. I felt alone. Like I couldn't talk to anyone. The only thing that, that made me feel any kind of way, like, okay, I belong here was like school. Mm. Which is crazy. Like my friends at school that didn't know half of the things I was going through, but just the fact that I had to be this happy person. And you know what? No, last week and I so did not try to kill myself. What? No one knew at school or anything. It was just like the doctors, your parents. That's it. That's it. Doctors, parents, never spoken about ever again till this day when did you even go back to school after that because um uh while all that was happening i was i was transferred to a different school i was at another yeah i was in another school um and then my friends kept calling my mom like they kicked them out the school can you please bring lily back like come on she needs to graduate with us and Oh, wow. And all that stuff. And that's my mom went to find out if it was true. And yeah, he did get kicked out for other reasons, though, not because of that. But that kind of pushed the reason um, to be kicked out. And I was able to come back to my high school and graduate with my with my class. Thank but God. it was so hushed. So, it was no one, no one, only a couple of people knew. So it was like a word to mouth thing of like, oh, she got beat up by such and such. But I had to blur it out because it was like in my head, I had so much other things going on that I was like, I'm not worried about what he did. What I did to myself was worse. Now, at this point, are you still even after that? Did you still allow yourself to see him? No, that was it. That was it. As far as as seeing him intimately and all that. No. No, no. I knew of him. I knew of his situations. I knew of of like you know of of other stuff. Even throughout the years, mm-hmm. you know, we have social media, we have Facebook, Instagram, and all that stuff. So it's like you could you you still could see him. Like- I would still see. Just it was weird. I just had to check on him. 
I had to, I don't know. It was a weird well, thing. I'm being so honest right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? And I have to, I have to remind myself of that too. Cause I think I've, I've detached myself mm-hmm. from who that, who I was then, mm-hmm. you know, mind you, this is like a decade ago for me, but you go back, like you go back, you go back over and over. And I remember for me, like I would literally God, I'd be like, God, I swear, if you just deliver me from this, I'll never go back. I mm-hmm. will never go back. Like, how many times have you prayed to take yourself out of this situation? Well, wait, can I please say something mm-hmm. on that? All right. Because you could, I do not want to offend anyone saying this at all. You could pray. Mm-hmm. You could you could pray to God. You could tell, ask him and all that stuff. The most that this person could do, I'm pretty sure what he's already doing, he or she, because in my head, God is God. Mm-hmm. Um, all they can do is open your eyes. Yes. That's all they can yes. do is open your eyes. Yes. So you honestly have the power to see, because sometimes the stuff is laid right, right in, front in front of, of you. Yes, absolutely. And you still stay there i'm so glad you said that because there's (laughs) i remember there was times where when i actually moved to atlanta to go be with this person and right Mm -hmm. before i did that my mom said to me you're gonna go and move with this fox i don't know why she called him a fox but she's like she knew she was like he's gonna he's going to separate you from your friends and your family mm-hmm. and the moment that you feel any kind of way towards us you're gonna move and she wasn't lying i called my homegirl up i packed up all my shit in my little dodge caliber and i drove 10 hours to go and be mm-hmm. with this man you see only to be in an even more fucked up situation Okay. That's honestly, we need to talk about the red flags. If we're going to help people today, we definitely need the red flags. Let's talk about the red flags, which what you Mm -hmm. mentioned one that's really big. They control your situation. They will strip you away from your friends and family. That's facts. They would say stuff like, that's not really your friend. That's not really your friend. She don't, she don't, she don't support you. She don't. She don't. Oh, she tried to talk to me. Yes. Or if you love me, you would just do this. Yeah. Don't go out with her. Don't go out with her. Just just chill. Just chill. You don't need that. Oh, every time you get mad, you go out with her. Y'all go get drinks. Y'all go to the club Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And you have all these dudes talking to you Mm -hmm. when really you just going to go to her house and just drink some wine and chill Mm -hmm. and watch a movie. Just talk. Vent. That's wild. Yeah. Them red flags be front and center. Front and center. I remember uh, before one of the red flags was that he stayed out one night, all night. And we were living together at this time. All night. Excuse me? That's a huge red flag. What you you doing staying out all night long? Oh, I'm, 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 I'm at the hard rock. I'm gambling with my friends. So you didn't sleep? And, and mind you, even if you think you don't believe this person is cheating on you, that's not normal. That's Mm-mm. for someone to step I, out on I, you can or I stay out all night long. Hell no. Or to check you about what you're wearing, when you need to be back, like mm-hmm. on some I'm your dad. What now. you're gonna wear to go out. Yeah. 
I don't like that dress on you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put something else on. Or they will come around your friends and your family and act salty, have very low energy. Mm. It just gives what the hell wrong with him? Like, don't bring him here, but I can't go without him. Then yeah. don't come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're purposely doing that. Yeah. Purposely. On some, like, it's me or them. And then that's your relationships. That's what you feel like you're supposed to answer. Mm-hmm. Be like, well, you're my man. You're you're who I'm supposed to be with. Because honestly, I'm going to say, I'm not going to say you're my man. Because this is on, on. There's this. This happens with toxic women also. Yes, I'm so, so glad you said I'm that. I'm your partner. This is what you're supposed to be doing. Females so be toxic too. Females be toxic too. Females be abusive too. So if like this, this, this is in general for everyone. Yeah. We cannot forget that because, because it's not because just women. Women be beating their asses too. Mm-hmm. Let's let's be clear. They oh. let's be clear. Ooh, actually, there's a. I don't know if you guys heard about this story in Chicago. Did you yes. hear about the microwave, the the pregnant woman? Okay, so she's oh, she. So I've heard about it. I hope y'all tap into this. This is crazy. This is I. I do, I'm just gonna share this story because when you guys miss out on your exit moments and you continue to stay, it's just gonna get worse. Ooh, that was that was. It's deep. just gonna get worse when you miss out on your exit, exit moments. moments. And Ooh. so this story, um, what happened was they were having an argument over who uses the microwave first. Mm. And they were having that argument and out of nowhere, like it just escalated and she went to grab a knife and stabbed him. Mind you, she stabbed him in the leg. Maybe she thought, maybe she thought, hey, I'm stabbing him in the leg. No, she hit, um, I don't know, it's an art, like an artery, like a very important yeah. artery. I don't know which one. I'm not a medical person. Sorry, yeah, but we, we didn't do that. Y'all. She probably thought, hey, let me stab low and let me just show him. No, no. First of all, even no. <laughs> stabbing someone. That's your first is- thing. A red flag, okay? And on top of it, it sounds like some pent-up anger. They've been there because, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been there before. They've you been there before. been there before. Because I think, um, wasn't the cops called previously yeah, on them, like reading up on it? They had about five previous domestic violence calls to that house. She was pregnant with his child. Wow. Yeah, so you could you could say that hey, it was probably pregnancy hormones Hell like nah. anger and all that, but I'm like nah, there. I've never been pregnant, but there's men. No, I didn't feel like stabbing nobody. That's what I'm saying. Like, what's <laughs> I'm going sorry, on? Sorry, I'm not gonna kill no one. Wow. But it, it's it's one of those things that it's pent up. You don't know really what happened in that right. household, you know. So it's just like you missed exit moments, and now he's he's gone and you're sitting in jail because there are exit moments there are exit there's moments. plenty like there's plenty of exit moments depend uh, there is it's just it, it all depends on the type of situation that you're in you know so it's like at least for me that i didn't i didn't feel like i had an exit moment because that happened while i was exiting <laughs> <laughs> so so no, no, but yeah. in that situation yeah. I, that was my exit moment i just did not do it properly yeah. i guess 
but there is there there it's just it's just so much it's just so much goes into trying to I don't know I feel like people stay and people they feel like they have to they could fix nah you think you could fix a, a toxic relationship or a relationship you know, has gotten that when far? I was when I was in the thick of it I thought I could but again in my situation I never thought he was cheating I never once thought he was cheating until you know v- the very end of our mm-hmm. relationship it was something super minor something super minor like him getting a new v-cut shirt I know right you know when you know your man you know your man it was one of those moments and I was like how can I really try to fix this mm-hmm. if he just keeps doing same old bullshit like mm. like you don't get that I love you that I want to be with you that I'm they everybody know that we're together I you know like I was mm-hmm. willing to do whatever they and you want to disrespect me it's almost like no I don't and some people they I mean, I haven't heard it yet, you know, but maybe that's something where we can have that discussion. Like, have you been in a toxic relationship where you feel like or you've overcome it? So Mm -hmm. now that person isn't toxic anymore. I feel like if he manhandled me once, Mm -hmm. he's going to do it again. Definitely. Whether it be a month from now, a few days from now, a few years from now, Mm -hmm. because what's happening are you going to therapy now like how do you how how do you overcome there's a lot to i feel like you can't fix a toxic well it depends on the level of toxic but i feel like if it comes to a point where you guys are already disrespecting each other what's the level of toxic because i feel like people are like Mm -hmm. uh uh normalizing what toxic is no they think it's cute like (laughs) they think it's cute it's just a version of mm -mm. of of toxic like or a 1.5 like what what is that nothing good about being toxic is cute not there's nothing of it i feel like right now they're they're basically um idolized i wouldn't say they're idolizing but the whole blue face and 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 Krishan situation. Oh my god! Like, this, can we stop will, seeing? Let that? me tell you something. That will make me cry only because you know I know recently she was saying like, oh, it's beneficial for us both. You know, because I understand she's from Chicago, right? She's stuck. I don't know. I think she's from Chicago. She's stuck. I gotta I gotta look it up. But she's she's come from a very large family. I believe her mom and her. Her dad maybe are like on, you know, some kind of alcohol, drugs, abuse, substance abuse. And she has she's the oldest of a lot of Mm -hmm. siblings. And when you're in now this limelight and you're pushed into this, it's probably feels like they see me now. Mm -hmm. And I'm with this guy where he's getting so much shine where it makes me want to do this. But it breaks my heart to see her like this because not only is she tatting his face on her side neck in the front, she missing a tooth. She got a tattoo on her forehead. You're a walking billboard for this man who mm-hmm. don't give a fuck at all about you. Mm-hmm. You know, that is stage 10 of toxic and because the whole world, oh, the whole world everybody. is looking at you now. Mm-hmm. The whole wo- everyone is seeing this now. So, you know, 
before it was like there was not cameras on us or no. cameras when it came to like oh <laughs> now it's everyone before this would just happen within your household and people wouldn't see it what i'm what i'm seeing right now is that they're getting so much shine to it that it's making um, I would I wouldn't say young kids, but it's making it seem like it's something cute, like normalizing like if, the toxic bullshit. If your girlfriend don't get mad like this, ah, uh, she ain't down for you. I was I was okay. I was just having a conversation with uh, we gonna call him Poppy, okay? Which <laughs> he's not my Poppy, but we was having a real ass conversation, and I told he basically told me like, yeah, I feel like first of all to rewind, he said how how honest do women want their man to be and i think that's a gateway into toxicity Mm -hmm. because women might say yeah i want you to be very honest with me Mm -hmm. and then he might say oh well i went out to the strip club and i got my zozo sucked but i'm being honest with you right what does zozo mean that means dick in creole zozo okay zozo but you know i'm out getting like my zozo sucked and and now i'm telling you there's a there's a, I don't even think it's a fine line. I wouldn't even call it that, but there's a difference All right, between. I'm going to be right back. Let me go to the club. There's a difference between <laughs> honesty my- and disrespect. First of all, why would you want to hurt me like that? Mm-hmm. Would you like that? Wh- that's, that's my thing. Okay. Oh, you you know, think it's cool that. for me to do that? Would you, why would you want to hurt me like that? Why would you disrespect yourself like that? And if I allow you to get away with that, I'm a sucker. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a Mrs. Potato Head. Mm. Like that don't make no sense. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, what he also said was, you know, I feel like if a woman doesn't get angry to the point where she slaps me or break something or go keys my car, she really don't care about me. Oh. And I was like, what? Well, sir. Because, but there's people who feel this way. Well, sir. And, and like I said, at my, at, in this stage of my life, I'm so calm, cool, and collective. My mm-hmm. silence is going to hurt you more than me going Your to, absence. Yeah, my absence is going to hurt you more than me having to slap you up key your car uh slash one tire it's not cute why you waste your time and energy on that why 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 it's just i think it's just that like combativeness like like he said if he doesn't think a woman really cares about him if she doesn't slap him up break something or slash a tire and it's and and that is so unhealthy that takes so much energy to even do some shit like that okay so we staying away from dudes like poppy yeah poppy is on a whole nother level poppy go date krishan (laughs) poppy can go find because it's bad we not doing that no but the fact that he said that in 2022 it's like oh people really he knows what he wants yeah (laughs) because if that's what you want then okay you're gonna be stressed and probably dead by the age of i don't know what Weight up and down, hair, you losing your hair. You're gonna show like, up on so many side effects. You're gonna show up. What's that show? Uh, 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 oh, what? What's that show where the wives be killing the husband? What's that? Snapped. he gonna show up on Snap if you keep with that type of energy. I don't, the, I honestly, if somebody, and that's not funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> if somebody takes you out of your element to do some shit like that, that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. Like, I ain't gonna hold you. I've done that before one time. 
Remember when I told you at Hooters when my my ex or my man at the time, Potato Head, called me and he was like, I got all your stuff packed up at the door? Mm -hmm. And mind you, this is, you know, this was a decade ago. I rush home. Mind you, I'm, I had an exit strategy. I just need to get this amount of money still saved up mm -hmm. so I can go. So every day counted. <sighs> That's another thing. They control your money. They, they shouldn't control be, they shouldn't even be your, knowing money. About your money either. They shouldn't even be knowing how they much money they be wanting to know your money. They want to know how much you have, what you made, and they be trying to find certain ways to get that type of information. Like I was waitressing. So, oh, what's a good night? Oh, a good night is like over two, three hundred, four hundred dollars. My mom always you said, know? my stepmom always said, don't tell a man how much money you make. Oh, no, not in my situation. My situation, You're young. He, he was, no, no, no. This is now we going into, into. Hold up, Lily. Hold up, hold up, hold up. You see how women work? You bail Sherelle out of her toxic story. Let her finish how she was toxic. I want to hear that story. You see oh. the men that's listening to this podcast right now. They're like, hold up. Mr. Producer going to hold us accountable. Oh, hold up now. Okay. So I was trying yes, to save you. Yes, I was trying to save yes. you, girl. I, I'm so fellas, Sherelle's I an angel in my eyes. No, fellas, I peeped that. She's no. trying to save her. No, Sherelle's an angel <laughs> well, in my eyes. Is, like I said, not guilty if a, if a part right i'm not guilty <laughs> not guilty but i will say was i was i found my exit strategy he pulled me out of work basically like causing a huge distraction for me to leave work on a rainy day and only for none of my stuff to be out of the house because it wasn't he wasn't nuts at that point he mm -hmm. just wanted a reaction out of he me wanted attention. and mind you I never like and and he's never slapped me up, did anything to like, but I always made excuses for him. So now at this point, he's telling me, oh, you got to get out. Right. Mm -hmm. So you at mad. this point, I was so enraged. Ooh. I was so mad because I never disrespected him. I, I only cared. And at this point, it's raining outside. And I went straight to his little Ultima. And I slashed the inside of those tires. And it hurt me to do that. I was crying while I was doing it because I felt outside of myself. Like, I didn't feel like Sherelle. But I felt like, you know what? I'm sick of this shit. Uh -oh. And I even think they say that if you only slash a certain amount of tires, uh, I don't know, the insurance doesn't cover it or something like that. I wish I would have knew that then. Uh. I really hurt him. Where, like, really hurt it. Uh. But I don't advise that now, okay? Trust me. We I, grew from that, guys. No, dead ass, because that was the first and that was the first in my last relationship where I have allowed someone to do that to that me. That was the most toxic but thing you did. That's the most toxic thing I've ever ever. And mind oh. you, at that at that time. You nice. Let me tell you, at that time, I was at a space where I would call up my Huda girls, and I remember, don't kill me, Uncle Tony. <laughs> but I used to ask my uncle to borrow his Hummer, right? He had a black Hummer. And I would drive to Homestead with my homegirls wearing all black, like on some we going on some purge shit. We what like we gonna pull up and see what's going on, you know? And I still never thought he cheated on me, but it was coming towards the end of our relationship where I'm like, he acting crazy, so it gotta be got something. you acting crazy. He got me acting crazy, Ooh. so now I'm doing drive bys. Mm. Now, mind you. I I that was the last time I've acted that way with my man, but I do have some homegirls that we had to pull up and, and handle some business on. Amen. 
Ooh. I was young and living Ooh. my life. And we had to set some examples. But I don't recommend it because it just it's just I'm telling you, the shit be crazy. It ain't it worth be, it. At, it, it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't worth it after all. It really ain't worth it at it all. Damn, you nice. That's the most toxic thing you did. The fact that you said that scares me. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't, I, I'm not a, a I'm not a physical toxic person. I had to I had to mentally just destroy the brain. And that's what you see. You see, I had to I had to what 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 was done for me in a period of five years. I had you had to feel it all in one moment. Damn. Yeah. So you was just doing the most at that point. It was nah. like it was a it was a one moment. And you'll never forget that moment. And for the rest of your life, every time you see me. You gon' remember that moment. Well, what what led you to that though? Uh, I grew from this. I grew from this. It is okay. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we're we're different. You know, we're different people. Um. So this 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 is this is said person. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not previous domestic relationship, but if you don't heal yourself, you're going to keep hitting the same wall. You're going to mm-hmm. be finding yourself in the same kind of situation. Absolutely. If you don't find time to to fix what you got going on right. first. Because you're going to try to fill in this hole. And that's what I was doing. I was trying to fill in this hole. Mm-hmm. And um, I got into a relationship with someone. And from the beginning, it just was not good. It just was not good. But, but it, what was what was... What was the moment you're like, this ain't good? And was it very early on? Like, I'm talking a month, like, oh, the honeymoon stage in the relationship wasn't good. Like, what wasn't good? Or how soon did you realize it wasn't good? How soon? I realized as soon as I found out I was pregnant. Damn. <laughs> mm-hmm. That That loving and caring, you know, man, when you are carrying their child, that whole situation, that wasn't happening. And I thought it was my fault, again, because mm-hmm. I didn't heal from it, so I always think it's my fault at that yeah. moment. And I kept looking for that, and it was never there. Like, that person just didn't know how to be that person. And I kept it going, because now we have a child, you know? Yeah. And I thought that I could I remember fix. you tried. I tried. Yeah, you did try because I, I knew you at this point. I thought I could fix it. I yeah. thought I could fix him. I thought that it was going to work out. I thought all of that and thinking all of that led me in a relationship for five years and one more child because we had a second child after that. And the second child was not um, the second child was not planned at all mm. it was more of a surprise it was more of a blessing honestly because at first I was scared but um what ended up happening was that we were in a very bad situation in our relationship like and it felt like he thought that he could fix it by like trying to propose to me and I literally looked at him and I'm like I'm not the type of girl that wants a ring I'm not in it for the ring so I want the I want I want the I want the connection. I want the treatment. I want all that. Like if I I'm not don't you're not gonna amaze me with a ring. Mm. 
I'm not going to be amazed with marriage. I'm not going to be amazed with a what? No, no, no. Because if the you can have the wean, you, the, the ring, you can have the marriage. But if you're shit, yeah. you're shit. You're going to be married to shit. Absolutely. And that's what was happening. So I straight up, he told a best friend of mine that he was planning on proposing on my birthday. And I re- went and she told me because she knew the whole situation. Like, mm. Lily, this man is about to like. And I'm She's like, like, what? Hell no, nah, Lily, heads up. And I was like, before you embarrass yourself in front of people, come and say no. I literally had a whole conversation with him. I was like, listen, we're not ready for that. There's a lot of stuff that we got to fix before you even pop that type of question, because I don't see marriage as a as a, you know, as something temporary. I see that stuff forever. Some people would have said yes and been like, oh, finally, once we get married, you know, he's going to change and everything's going to be OK. Not me. So it's yeah. Not me. <laughs> it's like it's good that you realize <laughs> definitely, like- definitely not me. And what happened afterwards is that the, the relationship went into a spiral even worse. Mm hmm. And he trapped me. Damn. Baby number two. Damn. Yeah. That trapping shit be real. That trapping shit is toxic. That's that, wild. That, and, and I could tell that it probably doesn't help a lot of people. I know that my situation, I I had to literally like be like, you know what? Okay, this is happening. Because I am a... I am a I, I don't know how to say this. I'm a pro-life for myself Mm -hmm. and I'm a pro-choice for, you know, hey, pro-choice for you. But I don't I don't do abortions. Um, I don't do plan B's. I don't do any of those type of stuff. So once I found that I was pregnant again, I was like, this is number two. Like I this is now it's a whole other mouth I got to feed. You get me? This is a whole other baby that's coming into this household that it wasn't ready for. It wasn't ready for that type of household. That's not the household I wanted to raise my kids mm-hmm. in. And I was slowly planning my exit. Slowly. Took forever to exit, but slowly planning my exit and it just felt like a trap. Mm-hmm. It just felt like a trap. It 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 felt like the same thing as the other one because that's what I was becoming accustomed to. So because we talk so much about toxic relationships and red flags and exit strategies and that did not work. It it it, it did work though, because you're not in that situation anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and I'm not in that situation anymore. I I definitely want to talk about loving thyself and what mm-hmm. it looks like. And you know, before we was like, you were kind of like, fuck love, right? Definitely. But I don't feel that way. I feel like, you know, my mama used to say one monkey don't stop your show. So Mm-mm. I, for me, I wouldn't allow that situation to stop my show. And if I would have, I wouldn't have met the Mr. Clutch right after him. Mm. That was still fuck love. <laughs> You was you was like that for a while. After all that that I went through, of no, course, I did not. I wanted to stay away from men in general. I was like, no, no. All y'all do is hurt people. All you do is hurt me. And no, now I have two kids with me. I didn't want, no, I don't want to waste my time, waste my energy, none of that. I, I learned my lesson. So that's yeah. what I thought all men did because every single man that I dated did me wrong. That's really how I felt. 
So but that's fair. I was definitely on fuck love. I was definitely on that on that. And and what was happening was I did not I didn't love myself. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what happiness was. I didn't know that I could find no all that out the window. I had to focus on myself. I had two babies by myself, single mom. You know, I didn't want that. I think I felt different because there's this meme that kind of goes around like, you think that nigga in the house crying? You think he, you better, you better stand up. Like, that's how I felt instantly. Mm -hmm. I felt like, I know I've been through some shit, but I also knew that I was deserving of it. I didn't know what it looked like at that time, but I felt like, but then again, I don't know what it's like to have any kids. So Mm -hmm. that's a whole nother ballgame. Cause you know, shout out to the moms out there. Y'all are really the MVPs because to take care of a whole nother life mm-hmm. while loving them, loving yourself, working, making a way for, like for you all, that's a different kind of level of courage, yeah. bravery, bravery, respect that is unmatched. Yeah. But for me with my single ass, I was like stand up before it was like stand up because it just, I just wanted to be open to love. And Mm -hmm. that's why I say like I met a Mr. Clutch after because Mm -hmm. and it showed me why I had to go through all that. Because if I didn't go through all that, I wouldn't have known how to care for this man this time and make sure that he cared for me first, loved on me more than I loved on him. If Mm. that makes sense, you know. I know I passed on a whole bunch of Mr. Clutches because I was on fuck love. Yeah, but now <laughs> and that happens. But now, but now what? No, but now, because the the tables <laughs> always turn, they always turn. Right? They do, they do. But now, like you said, with 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 you, I had to go through the bad to be able to appreciate the good. Absolutely. So. In that time that I'm saying a fuck love, I'm trying to be funny and all that stuff. I did really feel that way. But I, course, what I did what... was more like, fuck wasting my time. That's what it was. Fuck that wasting part. my time on dudes that really don't have no good intentions with me. And then I was able to pick it up as soon as the first conversation they would have with me. You know, if it wasn't something like good, nah, you're not wasting my time. You're not wasting my time. So Absolutely. I would literally tell them like, look, I got two kids. I'm a single mom. I live with my At that moment, I was living with my mom. I live with my mom. Like, you gonna rescue me? No? Mm-hmm. Bye. Yeah. Because I knew that's what they didn't want to hear. You know? So, what I... What you I, tell a man that he... <laughs> hey. You tell a man that he's gonna exit stage left, open his own door. You hear me? And walk right out. Okay. So, that was my thing. As soon as Jeez. I saw that would happen and that's what they would do and disappear, I was like, oh, good. Dodge myself the bullet. Yeah. You know? And... I get that. What I took in those two years after the 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 final the final breakup with said person, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I took time for myself. I took time to learn how to love myself because what you can't do is expect someone to love you if you don't know what love is. If you don't know how to love yourself, so okay. how can you expect someone to love you? Okay. How do you expect someone to pour into okay. you? How do you expect any of that if you don't know what you want yet? Because you're busy doing what they need and what they want and what they love. Mm-hmm. That you don't know how to make yourself happy. Absolutely. So I had to go into that whole realization. Sorry, guys. The English is not my first language. But I had to go through that whole realization to know that I cannot 
love someone more than I love myself. Right. A hundred percent. I cannot do more for someone than I do for myself. Absolutely. And that's what I did in those two years of basically not dating, not, you know, just not just just focusing on my needs, my wants, my desires, you know, to be able. And like I said, I'm pretty sure there was a couple of Mr. Rights that came through and I just was not ready for that. That's absolutely fine because you don't need to jump into a situation Mm -mm. just because, you know, it presented itself to be a certain way, Mm -hmm. you know, for me. Honestly, that helped the situation I got into after just helped me realize, oh, I could really have this mm. and this man could really treat me this good. Mm-hmm. And he says what he means, me- means what he says and says what he means mm-hmm. and not just, you know, promise me the world, but show me the world. Oh, he's actually being consistent. Now, now, if I would have took extra time, you know, maybe you know, can't go back. Maybe I would have never fucked that relationship up towards Mm -hmm. the end. But it showed me like, there's still great men out here. Yeah. And I'm big on advocating for the men. Does the Mm -hmm. good men still exist? Do good men still exist? No, I'm just saying, do good men, yeah, good men. Absolutely. They absolutely do. I look at, um, you know, how Sierra was with Russell, uh, with Future, but now Mm -hmm. she's with Russell. Mm -hmm. Now we see Future out here. He outside, outside. There's a lot of Futures outside. There's a lot of Futures. But then she gets with Russell and it's like a man who's consistent, who Mm -hmm. loves her kids, who's, who's a man to and, them kids and people consider him like a a square like they a call simp him a what is it is a simp is sign me up what okay where's the please. line where's the simp line okay please because it's listen good guys are now granted we don't want somebody to just walk all over mm-hmm. you know because if you if the moment a man shows us that we can walk all over him we're gonna fucking do the bachata on him okay like she said bachata. We go we you know it. So it's like we don't want that, but we want him to have a beautiful balance of mm-hmm. excuse me. Say that in reverse. As soon as a woman show us her weakness, we're gonna do the cha cha. Yeah. You see how bad that sounds? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But why should I feed into her insecurities? Why not help her? No, that's really good, though. (laughs) But I mean it in a sense of, you know. Stop passing on toxicity. Oh, damn. Am I still toxic? It's not that you're still toxic. It's just the mind frame that we keep passing it on. You know what I mean? If we don't help each other, then who will? Didn't I say last episode I was looking for a therapist? (laughs) I'm looking for a therapist because clearly... She's still toxic, guys. No, nah, no, nah, I'm not toxic, <laughs> but I, could, I guess I have some uh, toxic traits because it's like I do want a good guy, but I don't want but him not to too be good. But not, no, no, no. I want him to be a great guy. Just I don't want him to be so weak where it's like I could walk all over you. I want the man to really be a man. And I know it sounds so crazy to even say that. But maybe I need my therapist to help me through it. I, don't Shit, think I might need a man therapist because, you know, I don't it, think ain't no toxic. advice like man advice. I don't think you're toxic. No. Mr. Producer, Mr. Producer, you think I'm toxic? 
Nah, I I like what y'all been doing. I you know what I mean. I dig the conversation. I think this is very fluent. Yeah, continue. I, I I'm just saying to look at it from another point of yeah, view. Yeah, you're right. Right, if, because if, this is what y'all say men do all the time. I'm getting a little feedback, but I'll fix it. But yeah, this is what y'all say men do all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, look at it from that point of view. You know? You're right because if I show him my weakness, I don't mm-hmm. want him to take it, manipulate it. And, and hurt and me, use it to get, yeah, and exploit it. But that's that's respect. You guys should not even cross that type but I of... But I wasn't thinking of it in a way where if he showed me his weakness that I'm going to do the bachata on him or vice versa. Yeah. I, I just... You know what I mean? Like, have you ever had a guy, like, do some really... Like, damn, I did this to you and you just you just took it? Cause you know we always like to test them. Uh, in my early days, I I would oh, test the guy. I don't test. That's waste. I, I would test, test the guy. Now no I'm like, yo, live life, do you? I'm just watching. I'm just here to be a data mm-hmm. collector. I'm just here to see what. I'm just here to see what you doing, so I can see what you rather do. Mm-mm. You know. So we we team Russell. Oh, I'm definitely team Russell. I'm definitely team Russell. Mm. I'm not future. <laughs> I haven't had a a future since. Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> Not going back. But damn, I really do. I think I I think it's time. If I find a therapist on here, <laughs> I will be so blessed and I will bring my therapist on the show. I think I think because we're gonna start having guests, you know, come through once in a blue moon. And we're not always going to be at our great comfy set, y'all. So I just want y'all to know. And finding and finding a therapist is honestly one of the things to help you get out of those toxic relationships, too. Yeah, it'll be great. If you're in it, it's ways to find out. Because I, we wanted to talk today about this because, you know, we know it's it's happening out there. Hopefully, if y'all, if y'all hear into this, if y'all going into this situation, there's a great article that you guys can can go over, which is. Yeah, because we made sure we had to. Um, we just wanted to give you guys some resources. So if you're going through anything that you can get help. And I think we're going to we're also going to put it in the description For and sure. like make sure that if you are going through any kind of abuse, whether it be mental, physical you definitely need to seek help, okay? There's always an exit strategy and you're not alone. We're definitely going to put it, but it's called 24 Signs You're in a Toxic Relationship and Need to Let Go. So we're going to put that link under there. We're also... Yeah, y'all. We're also, if you are in a domestic um, abuse relationship, man or woman, we're also going to attach the hotline that you guys could call. There is a number mm-hmm. of people that are just, you know, ready to answer the call, call and help you. You know, even if it's a, uh, it's, 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 it's just different ways to feel like you're not alone. Cause you definitely will feel like you're alone in those type of situations. So Absolutely. We're definitely going to have a part two to this because it's not just a topic to be done in an hour or two. It's not. This is is deep and and we'll definitely have more information about it. We're definitely going to do just more. We we really want to help if you guys been. We've both been victims of something like this. So it's like, I wish I knew there was a hotline. I wish I knew I could call someone. So we're going to add that onto the description. All those links. Um, 
you guys had a, a a really dope flow going, so I didn't want to stop you. But when you was talking about the abuse, like men abuse, like women abusing men, um, and you were saying the physical, but verbal abuse, verbal like, abuse, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I think that affects us. I want, I don't want to say more. It does, but I though. Think I it think happens. I think it happens more frequent. Yeah, because mm-hmm. a woman tends to think like just because I didn't hit you, but I called you. A piece they of be, shit, called you little. a dumbass, mm-hmm. called you, ooh, in Miami, to call a man a fuckboy is like, mm-hmm. ooh, wait mm-hmm. a minute. That's like... It's like destroying you from the inside. Yeah. So little by little, they're just like, just like... Chipping at you, you chipping know? Chipping and chipping and chipping. And, and already, like, let's say this is... I don't want to... I'm going to say with the black community because that's, you know, my community. And they're already dealing with things on the outside already. So now I'm in my home and now my woman is doing this to me. And then there's women that do this in front of their children. So now you're belittling this man in front of the children that they're supposed to look up to. Like that is, that's exactly what it is. And to do that, it just, damn, it just, I hate to see a man in that position because when you break a black man down, and I granted, this is white men, Spanish men, Hispanic men, mm-hmm. all nationalities, all races, does not matter, shape, size, whatever, whatever. Disability, like to break Disclaimer, a, this is for everybody. <laughs> this is for everybody. But to break a man down, a man who's supposed to go outside and battle the world, because as women, right? I don't want to say we have it easier, but we can finesse a little bit different when we step out of the house. Mm-hmm. You know, people tend to, you know, look out for women and children a lot more versus a man. And to have a woman break a man down, down. And, and like that, and that's that woman, painful. That woman's supposed to be the safe place. That yeah. woman's supposed to be your peace. Yeah. And, that, and, and, and you do that and they... <laughs> It's just a lot. There's a lot of healing that we have to do. You know, I, I, you know, cause like I, I do feel like we should advocate for men because I always, I have brothers, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I don't ever want a woman to disrespect my brothers. Mm-hmm. And, and I granted my brothers have done some, some fuck shit before, <laughs> but it's almost like that's my brother at the end of the day, you mm-hmm. know? So if a woman does some fuck shit to them, I'm I'm standing on that, but I'm still holding my brothers accountable. Yeah. Always. In always. So I mean, I just I just hate to see like a woman break a man down like that. Like mm-hmm. they they take it harder. Just like, you know, when if if a woman cheats on a man, that man takes it hard. A man gets his heart broken, he takes it ten times harder. Oh, a heartbreak he on a man is different. He might not show it right now, but <laughs> he takes that shit. 10 times harder. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know. I don't know if a lot, uh, a lot of people are like advocating for men like that, but I got y'all because even though y'all be doing some fuck shit, it's a special <laughs> place in my heart for men. For real. Like for real. A lot of fuck boy shit. No yeah. A little, fuck, a little funny, funny business. But I do want us to one day, like maybe have like guys on girls on we could just mm-hmm. have a conversation let's just yeah. have a little kickback you know what i mean and just we don't know when y'all just tell us in the comment section in the comment section when i was rubbing it. off on you i know it is i love it <laughs> tell us in the comment section what y'all uh 
what y'all want to hear and mm-hmm. you know we're here for y'all this is this is this is for y'all we just want to share our stories and maybe we could change the world we maybe. already are we are sh- oh my god can we end on a here we grow can okay we? we're gonna do a toast so wait no shot if <laughs> you are listening on spotify apple uh I can't reach mine. <laughs> you can never reach yours Thank you, Cheryl. But if you're listening on all platforms, because like we said, it's on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, YouTube, YouTube. You know, we're on. It's catch us on Instagram too. This is for the shot way bigger than it was supposed to. Changing the way, changing the perspectives on what people may think. Mm -hmm. Um of relationships, of friendships, of love, and um, anything else? Do we have anything else, y'all? Here we grow. Here we grow. Here we grow! Hey! Oh, oh my God. We did it. We took the shot, y'all. Oh, my God. I'm not a drinker. I'm a mom. Ugh. And I like wine oh. and prestige beer. <laughs>